0: Welcome to the Money Watch Show. It's Tuesday, February 6th. I'm Jill Schlesinger, CBS News Business Analyst and Certified Financial Planner. Hey, Mark. He's Mark Telercio, the executive producer, the co-host, the king of all things web. What else? I really don't like the title. I don't think the title explains how much you actually do every day.
1: Yeah, but I don't don't care about it. That, that doesn't that doesn't bother
0: me. You, I need to. I'm I am trying to make sure that we can market you for your next job when well, I to let, Let's it. be
1: clear. There will
0: be no next job. Well, I hope that your <laughs> wife makes a lot of money then. <laughs> is she home and hearing you, this? No, no. I hope she can hear this. No. Uh, You're
1: a worker. What are you talking about? It's not you, you, the the I concept am. of you putting your headphones down and doing nothing. It's not happening.
0: It is hard to believe, but um. It is going to be it's going to be an interesting few years. So I am excited. We just made uh, a big announcement yesterday on CBS Mornings that there's going to be a lot more of Jill on the air, a lot more Money Watch. You know why, Mark? Because
1: they finally use their brains. Why? People care about money. (laughs) Sometimes too much. Well,
0: that is true. But I mean. You know, we've talked about this, that sometimes the money aspect of your life does somehow take an outsized importance because it's so tangible. So you don't want to go into like, oh, I feel bad about myself. So let me just focus on my money. You, you know, you don't want to deal with, I feel bad about myself because I feel bad about myself. You know what I mean? Like it really is psychological. We've heard that over and over from so many people. How do you think people can get more right-sized with their money, Mark?
1: I don't know. You just got to find out that, that, that balance that works for you. Everybody's different. You know, what works for one person isn't going to work for the other person. You just got to find out what works for you. And don't don't just, you know, don't obsess over it. Don't drive yourself nuts.
0: OK, listen to this. I'm with my aunt and uncle. My uncle is like big wig dude. OK, he uh, they live in Australia, but my uncle is a big wig guy. He had a huge career and they're retired now. So he asks me a question. He's very clinical. Like he's like a very by the numbers guy and he's German by he's Australian, but his father escaped Berlin right before the war. So he's got like sort of a German cut through it mentality in many ways. And his father was an accountant, I think. Anyway, so he says to me, let me ask you something. How would you grade your satisfaction in life? This is a big question, right? one to 10. And he goes on to tell me that this is a a survey, kind of a general survey question that um, is done across the world and that Americans used to feel very satisfied with their lives. Now they don't. Do you want to guess what the average, and again, this is all over the place, but what is the average satisfaction level with one's life? You're not saying about you know, politics or the system or anything, what your general satisfaction, what do you think the average is in the United States, according to my uncle? So I have no source information for this.
1: Oh, man, I, I would hope that it's high, but I, I'm going to guess it's not. So what are you going to tell me that it's like five and a half? Really? Isn't that terrible? Mine isn't. That was so depressing.
0: Uh, OK, so he says to me, what is your satisfaction? I said, what do you mean? He goes, you know, in life, he says one to ten. He doesn't even tell me the average. I said Ten. He said, what? He went completely bananas. Nobody says 10, he says. I, I, Nobody.
1: I, I never go 10 on those on those types of questions, I, 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 but I would say for me, I would give myself a nine for sure.
0: Okay. Why not 10? So I asked this of Jackie also, and she's like, oh, I would never, same thing as you. This must be, a, a, you hold back a little bit because nothing could be perfect because I guess if you grow up Catholic, nothing can ever be perfect. <laughs> far, far, I don't far know from it. it. And she goes, well, you want to leave a little right. room for improvement. Right. I said, why? Why can't next year I just be 10? Why can't it just be that I still feel like I'm a 10? Then he told me the five and a half thing. I was so depressed by that. I cannot even tell Yeah, you. it's very sad. I felt that that was so, I don't know, it made me sad. It made me sad for people. Anyway, I think it's an interesting question. So I'm going to keep start asking people about that. That's what I'm going to do when I bring on our guests. By the way, if you have a financial question, if you want to weigh in on your total satisfaction level with your life, send us an email. All you have to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button and we'll get your note. Uh, You know, this would be a great thing for a poll, but satisfaction, let us know. What do you think? Uh, Today, we're talking to Sam, who's on the line from Washington State. Sam, you're a youngster. Just wondering, what's your satisfaction level?
2: Ooh, I would say an eight, maybe, but hopefully after talking to you, a 10
0: or an eight and a half. I mean, <laughs> if we can just, you know, like if we can just go up by a half, that would be good. So uh, is that shocking, though, the five and a half? I don't know, like, do you find that among your friends? So wait, so I know this because you wrote an email, but how old do you, Sam? 32. Okay, so let's you're like smack dab millennial. So what about your cohort? Do you think people are, are not so satisfied? What do you think? Um, I would probably have to agree with that. Maybe a six, six or a seven. Mm. It's rough out here. <laughs> it is, right? It is. But that's life. Sometimes I just think like, well, hello, welcome to your 20s. That's like aging. You know what I think this is goes back to? I think we have like a, a society that's a little bit too much. And I've said this before on the show. Mark knows I can't stand the happiness porn. Like the the whole hope is not like, oh, I hope I'm happy. It's like you live a life. You're content. There's going to be good and bad things that happen. So happiness as your aspiration, you're going to fail. And then you're going to feel less than satisfied. I don't know. That's my two cents. Well, anyway, enough about that. Stop grandstanding Schlesinger. Sam, what can we do for you? So as
2: I wrote in my email, I'm just, I've been confused about where I should allocate my money. I am um, mm-hmm. haven't, definitely haven't saved as much as I should have at this point in my life. Um But yeah, among my different accounts, I'm just not sure, should it be in a 403B? Should it be in a high yield savings? Should it be in brokerage? So um, I just want to make sure I'm doing the right thing so that hopefully, eventually I can retire because right now it's, it's not looking so good. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I like the idea that you're like, it's not looking, it's it's a long way off. Tell us what do you do and how much do you earn?
2: Yeah. So I work for a nonprofit and currently I make
0: $53,000 a year. Maybe the whole idea here is that anyone who works for a nonprofit is going to be in a less than satisfactory role because you're not going to make as much money. So are you putting money into a retirement plan? Yes. So my work
2: contributes 8%. And that is I don't have to match that. And then I personally set aside 5% of my paycheck into a 403b. And then um, I have, um, I actually just opened a Roth IRA and put in 3000 in there. And then I have a brokerage account, and then just a rollover IRA from a previous job.
0: Do you have a 403b Roth option through work or not? Um, I do. How much money is in the traditional 403B right now? Be- meaning the 5% you put in plus their contribution. Yeah. So um, in the
2: 403B, it's uh, 6,700. Okay. And then that's good. I have um, 11,000 in the 401k side of it.
0: There's a 403B and they're putting money in a 401k. Is that what's happening? Yeah. So um,
2: the 401k... They they just put in 8% of the salary, and I actually can't
0: contribute to the 401k. Ah, um, and then, so I that's see. why there's the 403b. Okay. Okay. That starts to make a little bit more sense. And you opened a Roth IRA. You've got the brokerage account. How much in the brokerage? $3,000. uh huh So three in the Roth and three in the brokerage, right? Yep. And then
2: uh, 2700 in the rollover IRA. Okay.
0: Okay. And where is the, the rollover, the Roth, and the brokerage accounts? Where are those held? At Charles Schwab. Okay. And the 403B is where? Retirement. My company's retirement. But do you know where it is? Like, in other words, do you know, is it like a Fidelity plan or a Vanguard plan or a T. Rowe Price plan, or is it a new, an annuity, like an insurance company plan? It's an annuity. Okay. Got it. But there's no matching component to that annuity. There's no benefit of you putting money in there versus, say, I don't know, like if you, you could max out your Roth IRA instead of putting money into the the 403B. You could take the money that's going in there, right, and just add it to your Roth. You don't have to do the 403B, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. I got it. You're being a little judgmental of yourself. You save some money, like calm down. So what about cash and like money in the bank kind of numbers? So I have 24,000
2: in just a high yield savings account and then just a couple grand in the
0: account I use every day. What about debt? Any old school loans floating around? Thankfully, no. I am debt free. Did you come into your 30s debt free or had you like, did you once have debt and pay it off? Because he sounds so happy about that. Yeah, um, I, I worked through college. So thankfully,
2: I was able to pay off my student loans within a couple years of graduating. So I've been debt
0: free for quite some time. That's great. Why are you so mean about yourself? Like, you don't make that much <laughs> money. I don't understand how much more money can we possibly, like, what do you think? You Were you frivolous in some way? I just, uh, pro- you know, in my 20s, I don't know, I just
2: didn't save enough or I, I didn't make enough, I guess. And- yeah.
0: Hello. There's two sides <laughs> to the equation, sister. Like you can only do so much. You know, it's not like I thought you were going to be like, well, uh, to tell you the truth, I've been going to amazing concerts my whole life. And I, I mean, like if you don't have any debt and you're saving right now, it sounds like you're living within your means. What is the rent that you are paying? I don't have any rent.
2: Uh, My partner owns our home.
0: Ooh, I love your partner already. Tell me about this. So that helps a great deal. So you don't pay rent. uh, You live in your partner's home. The partner's not listening and nobody knows who. Are you going to marry this person? Is this like the, for the, or is this like, "Eh, until I find someone else? (laughs)
2: Great question. Uh, my parents ask the same thing. Um, we have been together for actually over 10 years, so
0: probably
2: not getting married. It's very millennial.
0: <laughs> but no kids or you don't care if you have kids, you'll do it out of out of wedlock.
2: Uh, no kids and we don't want kids. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret?
0: right now you live rent free. And so do you split the expenses beyond the rent? Like how do you, how do you guys divvy up your um, financial obligations?
2: We do pretty much split up um, just our normal household expenses. Um, Anything that is, I guess, directly related to the house um, Mm -hmm. he pays for. So any like renovations or things like Mm -hmm. that, um, because it's, you know, his asset and does yeah, he so make
0: a ton of money or what, what's he, his story?
2: He does. So he has um, his own businesses. So he's doing really well.
0: Okay. So we don't have to worry a lot about that. Although I have other issues because I want you to do estate planning to make sure you're protected. So right now, if you looked at uh, your Run rate, meaning like the amount of money you need to have to pay for your half of those expenses or any stuff you want to do yourself. What do you think that number is on a monthly basis?
2: I don't know. Two grand, 2,500? It's pretty low. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. But you know, like you, I know there's no state income tax in Washington state, but you make $53,000. Most of your money is getting taxed at the 12%, a little bit at the 22%, and you're putting money into your 403B. 2500 a month is, is fine. So what have you been using as like your goal to save, it, whether it is the Roth, the brokerage, what do you think that is for you?
2: Well, I've always heard just as a collection, it should be 15% of your
0: income. That's no, you don't, no embarrassment. It's real. There's no judgment here, please. Really. I'm not kidding. There really isn't. I mean, there's a funny thing that's going on for me in my head as I'm talking to you. Okay. I'm like, she's fine. She's got, how am I going to get her less stressed out? That's really what I'm thinking. One thing that I'm thinking about is this. You, I presume you're filing separately. So you're taking the standard deduction, right? And so that means that you are basically all in the, you're in the 12% tax bracket. I would prefer you not even put any money in your 403B. I would prefer that the money that we have, because this way it'll be actually a much cleaner way to look at your, because you're in a very low tax bracket. There's no reason to do anything pre-tax for you at all. Zero, zero, zero. So what I would look at is, I would think that if we have, you know, this fifty some fifty thousand dollars, it'll be like whatever. Let's say it's forty ish after taxes and everything is done. Uh, You know, you have forty grand. You need to spend twenty five hundred dollars a month. And so if we can put away $1,000 a month, I think you're in like pretty sweet shape. I want you to max out the Roth IRA and whatever is left, put in the brokerage account. And by the way, right now, since you have that high yield savings, I would max out your Roth 401k. I mean, your Roth IRA. Mark, would you convert that old rollover IRA into the Roth? It's only $2,700.
1: I would. Yeah. It's not going to be a big tax hit. I would just get it out of the way.
0: So we're just going to consolidate your life. You get where we're going here. Like you keep the annuity. It's fine. It, it It's not my favorite product ever, but who cares? Leave it there. Now the old rollover IRA, you can convert that. You take the rollover IRA at Schwab. You tell Schwab, I want to convert this into a Roth IRA. The $2,700 will get added to your ordinary income this year. You have the money to pay the taxes. Be fine. And then What you're going to do is you're going to look, I think you should pay attention. Like one of my little bit of, um, I think some homework for you would be this. Once you stop contributing to the 403B, I want you to look at your paycheck. I want you to look at your take home. And for 90 days, I just want you to track your money. That's it. 90 days. That's all I'm asking for. And get a better sense of what you're really spending a month because maybe it's three grand a month. Maybe you're wrong, right? Maybe it's like, oh, well, actually we take nice vacations and I always pay for something and I've got great clothes and whatever it is you have or don't. Then what you're going to do is you'll take money from your high yield savings. You'll put the money into the Roth IRA for for this year. You'll be done. So now I'm burning through your, ca- your high yield savings. If you're not comfortable doing that, it's okay. I, I'm cool with that. But I would probably get the Roth done immediately. And then see how it goes. Don't put any more money in. That's fine. That's a great start. That's topping off last year and doing this year. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how much free cash flow you have. And let's see, like, in 90 days after you do this, I want to hear back from you. And I want you to say, you know what it is? Actually, I have, this is how much money I have on a monthly basis left over. Okay? Then we're going to make a determination what happens next. Whatever you have left over, maybe we'll beef up your high yield savings a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see how you feel. Do you feel like, I mean, if if your expenses are truly like $2,500 a month, then we'll build up your high yield savings. So, you know, let's say it's 15, 18, 20, whatever the number is that gets you comfort. And then from there, you'll start putting money into your brokerage account and feed that beast. But like, I, I still don't get why you feel like you're behind. Because every, you know, there's those retirement calculators. And,
2: um, you know, I put in my stats, and it comes up with a big fat zero, like no chance
0: of retirement goal. <laughs> well, I mean, doesn't that also presume that you are only on your own and only responsible for yourself? And that's not exactly what the situation is. I know you're not married. But if you're living with somebody and all of your housing expenses are are paid for, Okay, and you just make 50, maybe, you know, small increases every year and you're putting money away and you're going to collect Social Security. I don't really get how those numbers are off unless, you know, we are trying to figure out how you do this by yourself without him, in which case it's not the situation. So I'm not sure why we're doing that.
1: Does one of you want to get married and the other one doesn't? Or are you guys on the same page? I love this question, Mark. Good job.
0: We're on the same
2: page. I mean, we... We know we want to stay together. It just hasn't, you know, because we don't want children and, you know, we there just hasn't been a big term- push in- to get married
1: in terms of your financial lives. It's just it's it's cleaner if you do get married for that reason.
0: Yeah, I will say that that, that it is because the situation is so important around also estate planning. Have you done estate planning or not? Uh, no. OK, here's why I think it's important. Does he have siblings or children from another relationship? Uh, he has one sibling, but no kids. Okay. Like, if he dropped dead right now, that house goes to his sibling. Is that what he wants? Um, no. <laughs> right. So there you go. There's your answer. Okay. So unless you're married, you better get busy on your estate planning. Okay. Because otherwise, this massive asset, how much you figure the house is worth? 800000 Okay. Well, Hello. That's that would go to his closest next of kin, which is his sibling. I don't know if this person's a nice person, but there's certainly been many cases in the world where it's like, oh, yeah, of course, we'll let you stay. Could you leave like the person dies and they're like, like you're gone. So there has to be some planning work done. The thing about marriages, as I have learned being co-executor on an estate, is that it is easier to be married to receive assets upon death because there's a structure in place. So if you're not married, you have to, have to, have to do estate planning. So I presume that, for example, he is the beneficiary of your retirement account and you're the beneficiary of his retirement account. So that's fine. But it's everything else that doesn't have, um, doesn't pass by contract. So I think that's your, your assignment is twofold. One is immediately let's go and get an estate attorney. And the second part is let's clean up some of your accounts. Let's get you focused on automatically having your savings done. That's really what it is. And then I want you to do that 90 day, just track your money. Don't go on a budget. Do not just be, do what you were doing, just track where it's going. So we have a better sense of what your actual expenditures are. Does that make sense? Yes. Imagine this, 32 years old, most of the people we know at 32, they've got you know crap loads of debt that's outstanding. You might hear people on the show like, oh, I'm a software engineer, yeah, but like the vast majority of people are not in great shape at 32, it's still a rough time. So we understand that. and um, we want to praise you, Sam. You are in good shape. and so get some get some of this homework done. get back in touch with us, let us know if there's anything else we can do, all right? All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So, Sam, you started at an eight in your satisfaction level. Where do you think you come out on the other side of this conversation?
2: I am now a nine. I feel so much better
0: about my future. (laughs) There you go. Do you want to build your satisfaction number? Then you should give us a holler. Go to JillOnMoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. Don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter while you're there. Check out all of our content. It lives on that website mark talercio is our co-host and executive producer and king of all things web we are distributed by paramount global we drop episodes tuesdays and thursdays oh paramount global did i mention that we have the super bowl this year mark <laughs> we, that's part of our whole programming right now please leave us a rating and review wherever you listen and do something nice for someone else today change your work change your wealth change your life thank you for listening we'll talk to you next time